0: So, I, I was also listening to the podcast yesterday, and I realized we didn't actually do an intro of who we are.
1: We oh, almost never do. Yeah. <laughs> if you really Fair think enough. about it, um, yeah. Which is just unless like, we unless we that do that
0: the
2: happened. intro. Well, yeah. you know, unless here's we, the thing. Whoa.
1: I don't have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we stopped.
2: <laughs> yeah, we but you know what? Josh, we can I restart it here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Josh i'm garrett and i'm david i always want
1: <laughs> there we go that's all of us if this happens to be your first time listening uh this is so many sequels hey did you guys see taylor swift's going to the super bowl
2: of course i saw taylor Ooh. swift's going to super bowl how about that Can be well i mean if she can make it she's like also got a show in japan like the night before oh she'll be there. so can she get back in time tokyo
0: to yes uh, to, where's where the shows. vegas the the hole that she jumps in into her concert, it goes out on the <laughs> other end at the, the Super Bowl. That's where it comes out at. Boom, boom. You
2: know who else is going to yeah. be at the
0: Super Bowl? Reba McIntyre. That'll be fun. S- is she is doing the S- halftime show? show? No, she's no.
2: doing the... Uh, <laughs>
1: who is doing the halftime show? <laughs> who knows? Wow, uh, this is a, super relevant. I haven't actually how heard. Look this no. still is today. I know. It's, it's I really couldn't tell
2: you. And I feel no, like... No, I don't know. The halftime show...
0: Oh, this is embarrassing! Uh, how Usher? long it's taking? Usher, Usher, Why? interesting. No, He's know. fun.
2: Eighteen he time can dance. Grammy-winning he can sing. singer Usher will headline the 2024 huh. Super Bowl. That's according to the Columbus Dispatch. Huh. Thank you, Columbus No, not sure. All right. No Come hate. On. No hate. Now, but it's kind of like you know they had Eminem like three years ago, and it's like Eminem now. That's funny. like I mean, Eminem was always great, but now yeah, but that, that Super Bowl out, like, show was
0: dope. What? That, that was. Eminem Super Bowl show was
2: dope. It <laughs> was. I mean, you can't go wrong. So yeah, Usher. We're gonna have and to rebal on the national anthem. So there you go, and then maybe Taylor Swift in the in the uh, in the skybox.
1: Yeah, hmm. we got a we got a big month though. So let's go ahead and talk about our theme. Yeah, so many
0: sweethearts. Yep.
1: so many sweethearts is the the excited. theme of the month. If you guys watched our our episode last week, of course we revealed our picks for you. Uh, today we're gonna talk about Return to Me. This month we've also got coming up when Harry met Sally her and then of course our final fan pick which has not been revealed yet but if you follow us on instagram at so many sequels pod we'll be posting polls there for you to vote in and as we get closer to that uh show we will reveal what that pick will be but we're excited you guys always pick something good for us so Mm -hmm. uh we're gonna talk about return to me this week uh how you guys feeling though going into february about this month are we feeling good knowing what our picks are we've only watched the one but how do we feel
0: I think we have a nice little uh, genre or a, a wide swath of things, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we have some rom-coms. Um, I think we have some classics. I think we have some under the radar stuff, and I think that we've. I think that we did a lot better this year than we did our initial year.
2: Yeah, and I think we're covering a range of of uh, eras too. You know, uh, we've got the '80s, we've got the early 2000s, we've got the mid-tens. We're um covered. so like we're we got a good stretch here of uh, time frames.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think it'll be good. Definitely. Um you guys been watching anything else lately? Anything anything that we should catch up on that the people need to know about? Any reviews to spread?
0: We are oh, I saw Wonka. I I watched. went and oh, saw Wonka. You saw the Wonka uh, Man. What did you think? I did. I enjoyed it. I okay. thought it was a lot of fun. Um you know, it's it didn't have the same kind of magic. Well, sure. That the initial one had, obviously, that sometimes you can't, you can't, you can't go into it a movie like this expecting to recapture the magic. Of course. Not. Right? The problem that I had with the Johnny Depp one is that it looked like it came from a lunatic's mind. And that was the main <laughs> issue with it. And it wasn't well done. Like, like the original one looked like it came from a lunatic's mind, but it had a heartwarming story. Whereas it just didn't seem like that one with Tim Burton. Um, and this one, it was nice. It was very sweet. I thought it was a little too musically in places. There were some songs that I was like, does this need to be a song? Or can we tell a little more story? <laughs> like, a little more story, less song. Um, but other than I mean, that's just nitpicking. I really enjoyed it. David, do you
2: great. watch that's anything great. new recently? New, uh, new as in anything brand new or new to me? Uh, yeah, no, just something that you would a, recommend. I watched, uh, wait, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. I watched Insomnia. Uh, which is the only Chris Nolan film that I, I hadn't seen to date. Uh, so I finally crossed that box off, so I'm caught up on, uh, on, on Christopher Nolan's oeuvre, if you will. And, uh, you know, it was pretty good. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like great. You could you can really tell that it's the only one Christopher Nolan or his brother have not written. Like, it is like not written like a Nolan film, but it's like, edited and directed like one so it's kind of it's kind of weird in that sense because it's like a very straightforward film there's no crazy like i don't know there's no crazy twists or anything like like absurd uh <laughs> uh to speak of like that so it's uh so that was, that was interesting i also sort of i i didn't watch all of this but my wife watched rom-com starring ava longoria uh, over my dead body or over her dead body one of the two I don't know about Ava Longoria who dies. Why well, I think she dies walking down the altar, and <laughs> when her when her fiance starts dating again, her fiance played by Paul Rudd starts dating again. She oh. haunts the new girlfriend. Uh, it's really, <laughs> really bad, and <laughs> I only this saw it probably awful. like I only caught like maybe twenty minutes of it total. My wife watched the whole thing. She could give you a more thorough review. She said it was bad, but it unfortunately did make her laugh a couple times. So maybe some, maybe some redeeming qualities there, I don't know. But it, <clears throat> it, it was not looking not good for, for the parts not, I saw. Yeah, not for you.
1: Okay, great. Um, I, I, I have a TV show I'll recommend, a miniseries really. I, I, I got caught up and finished um, Marvel's Echo on Disney+. Plus and that was really great uh honestly my main my chief complaint is that i could have used maybe a couple more than five episodes mm-hmm. uh no i saw. i didn't want a ton more but you know five felt a little rushed to me but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what it what it's setting up for the future of some of these shows that they're about to launch and relaunch in some cases I, i'm pretty excited about echo is cool um Lots of lots of cool stuff. It's uh, it's characters that people, most people, aren't really familiar with. Uh, they worked with the Choctaw Nation here in Oklahoma to uh, really incorporate a lot of Choctaw culture into it. So that was cool to see, and I liked. I just thought it was really great. It really kind of stands out from some of the other Marvel TV shows.
2: Yeah, I've got to finish the last two episodes myself, but I've been enjoying myself to- thus far.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, same here. I think I have. One more, maybe two more. I can't re- fully remember, but, um, yeah, it's great. And, once again, Vincent D'Onofrio killing it as Kingpin, and he has, I think I saw an article somebody wrote that he has been their most consistently good villain for the last, like, ten years or however, going back to the Daredevil, and I agree. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Is, he is so menacing mm-hmm. just by standing there because he's so good at just being big, you know, and yeah, that's scary.
2: Yeah, he's... Honestly, and I'll, I'll take this against almost anybody that could be brought up. Vincent D'Onofrio is one of the most underrated actors working today. He's fantastic. Not just as Kingpin. That's not the only thing I've seen him in. He's fantastic. Great character
0: actor. Great Perfect. character actor. And the
2: great, the best thing is you see him on the red carpet talking about Echo, and he's like the nicest, most unassuming looking guy. But when he transforms into Wilson Fisk, it is his full on transformation. It is pretty fun.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. So that is uh, Echo on Disney+. Plus. Go check that out. Uh, okay, let's let's go ahead and switch gears and get into our movie of the month, Return to Me. So Return to Me stars David Duchovny and Minnie Driver in this uh, kind of twisty rom-com. Before we go to the box office, let me tell you what this movie is about uh, from our good friends at Letterboxd. Uh, A comedy straight from the heart. It took a lot of cajoling to get Bob, a recently widowed architect, to go on a blind date at a quirky Irish-Italian eatery. (laughs) It's so specific. Once there, he's smitten instantly, not with his date, but with the sharp-witted waitress. Everything seems to be going great until an unbelievable truth is revealed, one that could easily break both of their hearts for good. I had never heard of this movie when Garrett picked it. So, David, how did it do at the box office when it came out?
2: Well, it's a good question because uh, we were like 10 when this movie came out, the three of us. So, um, there's a very good chance that none of us heard of it at all. So, it debuted the weekend of April 7th, 2000. Um, Not a high high opening. 7.8 million in its opening weekend. Uh, number that's good enough for the number four spot. And, uh, the number one movie that weekend was Rules of Engagement, uh, brought in 15 million. Aaron Brockovich in its fourth weekend brought in 9.8. Uh, The Road to El Dorado, which is an animated film I like a lot, brought in 9 million in its second weekend. Uh, what this means is I was in the theater the week before, um, because I took my, uh, 10th birthday party group to see that movie. Um... And then number five is a movie called The Skulls. So this finished just behind Return to Me. It's a film starring Paul Walker and Joshua Jackson. Have you heard of this movie, Garrett? The Skulls?
0: Then there you go. I man, I think so. Is Craig D. Nelson also um, in this thing?
2: Let me see here. Coach.
0: Yeah, I feel like I vaguely know what this is. Yeah. It's like some kind of weird cult movie that I never actually saw but I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Well, that's probably I feel like the Kirk one. T. Nelson's in it. Um and then I'm just going to throw this one out there at the number 6 spot just for
2: Garrett here was debuting and number 6 was ready to rumble starring David Arquette oh and my most God. of the
0: most of the WCW roster. Uh, so. Wow, that that movie would <laughs> uh, fun fact go on to be the highest grossing movie of that year.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but um, so Return to Me would go on to make uh, thirty two million dollars in the United States, another three million overseas for a worldwide total of thirty six point six million dollars. It was the number seventy eight movie of the year, just behind Dracula two thousand, and just ahead of Proof <laughs> of Life. What is Dracula 2000? <laughs> it, it, we don't have bad. Hey, that. That is bad. A, a film for another day. I, I I think I have a great idea for so many scares this year. Um, we've actually line. been to the year 2000, year 2000, uh, quite a few times, the, just recently too, with uh, the number one movie of the year again was How the Grinch Stole Christmas, followed by Castaway, Mission Impossible 2, Gladiator, and What Women Want. Uh, but we, like I said, have done a lot of movies from the year 2000. Uh, check out our So Many Sequels uh, podcast page and our website. You can find all of those movies there. Um, And then I'll just throw this out here as well. If you want to check this movie out, you can find it on Tubi with ads. Amazon Prime, you can also rent it if you want to be that kind of uh, supporting person. Finally, uh, I just want to add that uh, the movie had a budget of $24 million, so it did make back its budget, but I'm going to guess it didn't do quite well enough to wow most of the studios.
1: Return to me, too, wasn't greenland.
2: No, return to me <laughs> this time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I can't.
0: This time yeah. it's the spleen. No. <laughs> <Yeah. Well, laughs> well, no, okay.
1: So I think we've got to ask ourselves right off the bat, because uh, we're going to talk about the story of this film. Uh, it is 24 years old, 25 years old? Are we going to spoil it right out the gate? That's fine, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you could talk uh, about it without really talking about the crux of the whole thing.
1: Just had to address it. Um, So, Garrett, I can't remember if you said this off mic or if it was in the show, but you kind of brought this up as being being related to the more recent film Last Christmas, which Mm -hmm. um, is a, a weird adaptation of that Wham! song. (laughs) <laughs> um and this so and i and i see now where where that comparison came into play so this movie let's just let's just go ahead and talk about it the twist is that um er, early on in the movie this is not a spoiler david duchovny's wife dies in a car crash and uh yada 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 donates her heart to a random person in the donor program yada 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 they meet by circumstance by, by coincidence and fall in love and it was his 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 dead wife's heart that brought them together okay right do we agree on that <laughs> that's the plot yes yeah yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, how do we feel about that how, as a twist well and as a plot think, device and all ahead, that David. how, yeah. how do
0: we like it yeah you go first Garrett it's your movie
1: yeah sure
0: <laughs> you know so this for me I feel like Um, oh, God, one of the things that any romantic movie trope runs into is that you know that somehow people are going to end up together in one way, shape, or form, right? You know, you just know that. And so for me, it's not necessarily about, have I seen this compared to other movies? It's really just kind of like, how how did I feel like this individual love story went? You know, I'm not looking at it compared to other movies. I'm looking at this Specific situation, and I think that you kind of knew what was gonna happen at, at 10 minutes into the movie. Um, but it was really about the journey that got you there for me, and I really appreciated the way the thought that went into that journey. Um, because this is really this for me felt like a movie of like healthy relationships all around in the middle of a tragic situation, and that was kind of a really nice, refreshing thing to see. Um, so I really liked what they did with the story in this, uh, even if it is kind of a trope where you know, it's going to go um, and, and and that can run into a bit of a cheesy aspect, if you will, in certain situations. But I also think that this movie did a good job of handling what could have been cheesy um, with well thought out characters. So overall, I thought it was really good.
2: Yeah. Um, I wish that the, the it's not really a twist, really, because I mean, it's kind of like it's established uh, to start the the film what the what the you know stakes are here what the scenario is here and as the relationship develops you're you know i think you buy it it makes sense i mean it's 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 highly coincidental but it makes sense you know and they these are two very likable people and they have a natural attraction to each other and so the film works i mean is it a I think there's there was always a goal with romantic comedies to kind of find some sort of hook. And the hook here is that, you know, this is his, you know, dead wife's heart that's, uh, you know, that has been donated to this woman. And, you know, you can either reject that hand or you can j- just buy in and just see where it takes you. Um, so, uh, personally, I was at, when, when, when I read the synopsis the other week when Garrett pro- pro- promoted it from... Uh, picked it I was kind of unsure I was like that sounds kind of cheesy but in actually watching the film I thought it was a pretty you know decent film I thought it presented the idea pretty well um we'll get into sort of my criticisms of it here as we move through but on a strictly on the story basis I think it's a pretty decent story um that's kind of elevated by the performances and elevated by the writing um But if you remove a lot of those elements, it doesn't do anything to really stand out outside of that.
1: Yeah, I like the the heart uh, as a device to bring them together. It felt a little weird at times. Um, You know, where it differs from Last Christmas is is she's more in love with a ghost in that movie, and in this one... uh, Mini Driver's very real. She just has the heart, the transplanted heart of David Duchovny's, um wife. So this is very interesting. Um, I thought they, I, I kind of wish they'd gone deeper with that and shown a little more. There were, one of my main criticisms with the movie is I felt like parts of it weren't very clear to me. Um, and I had to watch a couple scenes more than once just to really grasp what was going on so that said i liked the premise a lot i thought it was really interesting and clever i don't know if that is something that's done a lot these are the only two movies i've seen it done in so um it's cool in that regard i yeah yeah i think that i think that's it for my thoughts on the story so let's let's get into some performance talk here uh let, let's start with uh our, our our one of our stars here david Duchovny, uh who is i think left the x-files to film this movie i'm pretty i, I don't know if specifically for this movie but it timed up perfectly because uh, i checked because i'm a little annoyed at him for leaving that for this movie but <laughs> we can
2: i don't know the truth is out there we just got to fig- figure the out the truth if this is, is in fact out movie. there
1: what did you guys think about the the david dacovny i don't know what his nickname should be
2: go ahead david Oh, well, you know, I was just going to say, you know, David Duchovny, I've long thought, is the sleepiest looking actor in Hollywood. Um, He is, uh, he always looks like, David Duchovny's face always looks like they told him he was going to have the day off. Like, he just kind of always seems like he's not totally invested. But in this movie, which I've never seen before, I kind of got it. He was a really nice, charming guy throughout most of this film and uh, when, you know, they kind of have their meet cute, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I get it. David Duchovny's a pretty handsome young guy. He's getting along well with her grandpa and stuff. He seems like a cool dude. And even when he was with his wife in the beginning, I thought that their uh, relationship seemed so seemed so believable that, like, I was really heartbroken for him uh, when his wife dies, you know? And they have that long shot of him just uh, at the hospital door, you know when they have "Return to Me" the song playing in the background. I was like, you know what, David Duchovny's really kind of like, uh, you know, I think he's bringing it a little bit here in this in this sort of forgotten rom com. So uh, you know, I give I give high praise to David in this movie. Uh, fellow David out there, uh, did well.
0: I think that he brings an authenticity to these kinds of roles because he's not the you know you don't look at him and think oh he's the typical leading man in in these romantic comedies that you see. And so I think it's kind of, especially people knowing him from The X-Files, I think it's really something different. But like, David, for me, I didn't really watch The X-Files much. I watched uh, David Duchovny in Evolution, and that (laughs) man is charming and witty and ridiculous in that movie, right? And so, like, for me, seeing him in this, he is such a good actor, and he just brings this homeliness, like this I don't know, this level of authenticity like i said yeah. to this role which is why you feel for him whenever he loses his wife which is why you kind of feel for him whenever he's going through that journey he, you he just uh is so relatable at least i find him as a as an actor in this movie i think he did a really good job we gotta find an excuse to do evolution for the podcast that's oh,
2: anyway. time. that's a singular anytime. film right there
1: i really like david duchovny i'm and the X-Files person on the panel today. Um, and I actually felt like he was... Uh, I felt like his charm was subdued a little bit in this movie. I felt like he should have been a little more charming. <laughs> um, I i don't know. I, maybe it's just because I know he can be so much more. And I mm. maybe the character just didn't call for that. And I just wanted it. Uh, that could be it. Because it's not like it was bad. I just kind of was going along here thinking... Eh, for the... Type of rom-com this is, I'm not very head-over-heels-in-love-with-him, or, or, or you <laughs> know, It's like, Okay. He could take it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He he has his moments where he's really good. Like, I, I really liked... Um, <laughs> I like the, the, the back-and-forth when she slaps his face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like when he goes, you had a sex dream about me? <laughs> um, so he's got some funny moments, but... For yeah. the most part, I was kind of like, "Come on, David, turn up the charm a little bit." I know you well, know more than that, and I,
2: we'll get it's into that. Here. We'll get that grief,
1: you know. yeah. he He's also going, going through, through a lot of
0: grief. Yeah, he is going through a
1: lot of grief, and he takes it out on that poor dog.
2: Well, you know what? I'll say it. I'll say
0: Why it don't here you eat now? like a normal
1: I, person?
2: <laughs> He's really upset. Uh, he got. I think that the but an, an issue with the movie is that we'll talk about we can talk about this as we move into Mini Driver, but a lot of the romantic scenarios for this movie is sort of like you're viewing it like almost through the lens of like everybody else in their relate like in their in their lives like we don't spend as much time with just the two of them as we do like we'll see how uh carol o'connor feels how robert lozier feels and we'll see how david allen greer feels of like about these relate, like watching them from the outside um and, and it, it kind of so like yeah there's not <clears throat> a ton for Duchovny to do where it's not a lot, not a lot is called on him at times, because like they'll be like having a nice date. And, oh we got to pan over here and watch Carol O'Connor dance uh, to you know Frank Sinatra while they're having their moment outside. So like it was kind of like it wasn't entirely focused on them enough. Uh, anyway, let's let's talk about Minnie Driver though.
1: Yeah, how how did Minnie Driver do as the as the girl with the with the dead wife's heart? I felt like my only.
2: Oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, so I like Minnie Driver a lot. Um, she's she's great in the movie. She actually does have... I thought she was the more charming of the two. Um, Agreed.
2: Agreed. Oh, uh,
1: I, I guess I felt like... The character again... Maybe I just have more issues with the characters than the performances. I, I felt like she didn't need to be so reserved and so pulled back about this procedure. Uh, but she delivered the performance well. Um, and I thought she was just really fun as the waitress too. Um, their scene where they meet in the uh double date scene was my favorite part of the movie. Um, because that was another really charming moment for David Duchovny, but for Mini Driver as well. It just flir- them flirting over his awful, horrible awful person the date. date. Yeah, uh, which I don't know if y'all read my notes, but I put in there. That if either of you or any of my friends did that to me, I would disown you. Don't put. Don't don't make your friend go on a double date with someone so wretched.
2: Uh, She was so rude; it was unbelievable. And uh, but honestly, the amount like the way she was written rude. It had me laughing because it was so she's such so so annoying and just the look on David's face the look on Minnie's face they're both just like eyeballing each other like can you believe this this is who I'm, who I'm sent next to yeah, um but but Minnie yeah. Driver is great
1: in it and I really loved seeing how she handled the emotions of of dealing with her side of discovering that Rob is the donor's f- husband mm-hmm. and and finding the letter and all that stuff so she did a really great job
0: what do you think Garrett. You know, I'm trying to find my notes about uh, that specific scene because I said something about how that woman is, that scene could be really cheesy, the double date scene, mm-hmm. Josh, uh, because it's that meet cute scene, yeah, right? Maybe. And it's and especially with the trope of the heart, and we know as an audience, but they don't know. And the whole thing could be done in such a, it could feel really cheesy, but mm-hmm. that I think I said that bitch is so annoying and that you hate her so much that it takes away from the cheese. And for me, that was such a well-thought-out moment because yeah. you you just focus on like, oh my God. And that makes their like charm and in that interaction of that scene a lot. Uh, for me, I found it a lot more charming and more exciting. And yeah, I think Minnie Driver was fantastic in this movie. She drove the film. She, I think you had to, I think she needed to be, uh, do what? You're muted. Oh, yeah, she was. Yes. Um, but I uh, I think that uh, you had to... She had to be so charming because, again, you had to feel for her and be excited for her. Um, and you had to feel that grief for David Duchovny. So he didn't necessarily need to be as charming. You had to feel each of their emotions. And I think that this movie was written so well for me That I did. I felt that grief for David Duchovny. And I felt that same excitement for Minnie Driver. Because this whole thing is just a tragic situation. And I felt that both of them were just like... She had a brand new life to live. And was feeling it. And was sassy and funny and charming and outgoing. Because why not? I also agree that for me the the critique on her character was... um, David Duchovny was so open about his passing of his wife. That she... The, the reserved nature of her heart transplant seemed a little bit, I don't know, that seemed a little out of place. And that's my main critique on her.
2: Yeah, I, I thought that Minnie Driver was, was really good in this. I mean, she kind of, she really does carry most of the film, even though we start more with David's character. She, you get to see the other side of this donor situation. You know immediately how hard this last year has probably been for Bob. Uh, and his life without his wife. That kind of is, there's a shorthand to that. People know that kind of pain. But you get to see that, like, just because she survived and she got this heart transplant doesn't mean that her, like, life is fixed. Like, she still has a sense of, of being broken and how everybody who finds out about her heart transplant treats her like she's about to die again, you know, and the uh, self-consciousness she has about her scar and the, the, you know, nervousness she has just to, to try to meet someone, um, you know, and I thought she carried that really well. The um, We'll talk a, in a few more scenes here later, but uh, when she does find the letter that she sent to, you know, anonymously to Dave Duchovny, not knowing it was his character, not knowing it was Bob, when she finds it, I thought she sold that moment really well. That said, uh, I'll talk about, <laughs> uh, here in just a minute, I really do want to talk about that that pl- pl- plot point of the movie. Because I have some thoughts, but Minnie, I think, did a really great job, and I think her interplay with Bonnie Hunt, uh, who's directing herself in this movie, was great as well. I thought that um, Bonnie was really funny as married friend, and uh, Minnie seemed like a really, they seemed like they had a genuine friendship together. I'm sure that Bonnie Hunt created a really inviting set, and that made that that plays into the film. Uh, at least that's what I hope. <laughs> I don't know; it wasn't there, yeah. but I just imagine that being the case.
0: What would you guys feel about the rest of the characters that we had? We had, I mean, for me, this was such a well-cast movie with home run hitters from A to B. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody really stand out for y'all?
1: It's a pretty all-star cast. I mean, I, d- I do want to say uh, I wanted to bring up David Allen Greer real quick because I, I, n- this is another one where it's like no knock on his performance. But man, what a bad wing man. <laughs> At no point does he <laughs> actually come in clutch for... For, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Except for yeah. well, he, was you know. he, was he was
0: trying in his own way. He didn't is, know, but he is—he was trying.
1: You know, he—he he is that character in the rom-com of the Wingman yeah. who kind of like is just like uh, the goofy on the side.
2: Now, I, I don't know this for sure. You know, the so the opening where you know he is—he works at the zoo with his wife and. When the accident happens, you know David Alan Grier as a good friend. You know he drives, uh, he drives David Duchovny home. He says, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with, here with you tonight." You know, or I'll, and then you know Dave says, nah, "Nah, he says I'm gonna go get, I'll go pick up your parents for you." So one less thing for you to have to worry about. Seems like a really good friend, and I wonder if a year later, as he's trying to help him move on, I wonder if he was more the wife's friend, and now there's you know like he's trying to like trying to like out of a sense of duty and respect for his old friend trying to help out the husband still because for him to have i mean he knew his wife why would he think his wife would want to be with that other chick that was on that double date she was nothing like that's what his i'm wife. saying
1: it's like he didn't know his yeah. friend at all
2: <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah. that was really that was that was a little bit strange and it's almost like it's almost like they had a second friend that was that was supposed to be and they for whatever reason they cut that and they're like we'll just have david allen greer's character do david allen greer do both uh of these things because it was so different than the guy they introduced at the beginning of the movie who seemed like a very thoughtful friend um but anyway david allen greer though you can't ever go wrong um we 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 praised him a lot when we watched jumanji uh because of just how hilarious he was in that movie um david allen
0: is always a king always a king i uh i loved carol o'connor for me he was i've I've always loved carol o'connor i think that he is an amazing actor in general i think that he makes you feel his characters you know you can Mm -hmm. say you know archie bunker is famous and and legendary for a reason is because he made you feel a certain way and and for me i think that he brought such a level-headed like earnest kind of character to this and and honestly i don't know why but he's always also reminded me of my papa Uh, they always kind of looked the same. They were like little short little turtles, you know, and they had little (laughs) shaved heads. And my, my Papa always had those old man khakis and the striped shirt and that same kind of like beige jacket. And every time in that hospital scene, I'm like, Papa. Yeah. And, and and he's just so, uh, sweet and funny. And, you know, this whole uh, old man gang. I tell you what you know one of the there's a trope in like a in like uh rom-coms of like a gag of females like characters right man these old men right here mm-hmm. love them more please give me more of that because yeah. they uh, they for me oh man they were like arthur and um the holiday yeah it it gave me
2: uh you know ghosts of podcast future vibes as uh just a couple of old men sitting around talking about the only three things they know how to talk about—they're like baseball, singers, and poker. That's all they do. And I was like, I was like, they just put microphones in front of these fools, and they've got a podcast right there. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I, I loved uh, there was a there's a brief little throwaway bit where they invite uh, Bob to play poker with them, and he's like, "Do you play?" And they're like, "He's like, no." And they're like, "You got money?" And then you're in, all right. And so. Uh, a little bit later there's just this little throwaway line where david goes i don't play much but i think all these picture cards are pretty good and they're all like ah and they all throw their, their decks in that's fun stuff uh it carol o'connor's final film actually before he, he died in 2001 so this is his uh, his last that. his last theatrical performance um yeah nobody wants to give this shout out but i will J- james belushi jim belushi uh was actually pretty darn funny in this uh, at times he I said he was great as the caveman of men. <laughs> he was. He was. He, he certainly was. was that. He was full on Tim Taylor mode in this movie. But uh, I, I, you know, this running gag of him just cussing in front of the kids and then being like, ah, don't listen to your mother. She cusses too much. I don't know. He was
0: cracking me up. He uh, was in, great. In, in a, like, every, yeah, That's in what I meant right. by this was such a well cast movie because every single person that they had was written for how you expect them to be like you expect that to be Jim Belushi. Like Mm -hmm. that's like that character written for Jim Belushi is, it just makes sense to me. Um, but that whole dynamic with her, uh, him and Bonnie Hunt, I really enjoyed that relationship. I enjoyed that dynamic and seeing it on TV. And then just their marriage was funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it gave me nostalgic vibes because, uh, back in early two thousands on ABC, both of them had TV shows, according to Jim and life with Bonnie that I watched and they were like on back to back. (laughs) So I was like, Hey, look at that. That's what it would be if they were ever actually engaged. Crossover, you know, alternate timeline. That was great. Um, So, uh, any other big,
1: any other, uh, standout scenes you guys wanted to, wanted to talk about from this movie?
2: Um, very briefly, I want to talk about the opening scene because I thought that the, it's, you only get a brief amount of time to meet the wife, the you know, uh, um, Bob Ruland's uh, wife before Elizabeth. she dies, Elizabeth. And uh, I thought that they did a pretty good job of establishing that, you know, she's a really good person. She cares. She has this relationship with her, uh, with all of her friends, with this ape at the zoo. Sydney, I think, was the name of the, the ape that she's trying to take care of. Um, and you got a good sense of that. And I thought that, Between that and then showing Minnie Driver in the hospital, showing her relationship with Bonnie and their connection, you got, you know, she does the the Rosebud gag. That was really funny. You got a great sense of who these people are before you put them through this trauma. And I think it, you know, I think it did a good job for me specifically of making me really fall for the characters before they met. That said, I think it took too long for these characters to meet. I think it took a little too long for them to to finally meet each other, to finally start interacting. And then comes sort of the swivel point of a romantic comedy, the point where like the other shoe drops, the information is revealed, the they find out about the bet whatever it is, you know. And I kind of thought that with how great their relationship was going, finding out that he's The donor family, that or that you know, his wife was the donor for your heart. I just didn't feel like it would matter by that that point in the relationship. I didn't buy that as a as a big as a big issue. If if they had found out on the first date, then it'd be like, oh, this is kind of weird. But like they'd been going out for a good while. I feel like they'd be like, well, that's a weird coincidence. But I really like you, and I love, I might love you. I think
0: it's. You mean the overall plot point of the, the movie, yeah. Right?
2: yeah, I may have so accidentally transitioned into
0: full-on. Full, on, <laughs> full on I think it's more just, and for me, I take it as like, it would be so overwhelming. Like, yeah. could you imagine? I, I, I mean, I think that sense of overwhelming, and, and I mean, essentially, that's what it comes, I mean, that's what happens, mm-hmm. is he realizes that's the situation. But I, I don't think it's out of the world for him to, I, I you know, I kind of thought that it was a bit of an overreaction, too, but then I you take all of that in what in the world, what kind of percentage would that be? What in the world kind of percentage would that be? That'd be some kind of crazy thing where you'd be like, I just need to process what is happening. And I get Um, processing it, but like he
2: like leaves, she leaves immediately after finding out. And then she like flies to Rome. Like it's such a, there's, there's processing and then there's, you know, leaving the country so it was
0: good. i, I it was a made a
1: much. note that it was very dramatic to run off to italy but it set up
0: perfectly. <laughs> she already for had the ticket though she gesture. was going to paint yeah she was going to paint yeah, it's true like but still <laughs> she'd never been able to fly because of the heart thing she was so excited her right. grandpa mm-hmm. oh right. overprotective carol o'connor right. like it's a
2: crazy it's a crazy coincidence it has some there's some interesting drama to it and it's an interesting thought experiment like what would you do But I just kind of felt like they were so close by that point that just this, this all of a sudden, like, ah, I feel so like, like, what are you feel betrayed? Do you feel like you like, and she wasn't lying to you. She just found out the night before. So, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was just, and also it's just too deep into the movie. You know, it was like, they didn't go on their first date until an hour and seven minutes into the movie of a one hour and 51 minute film. It's, the, end so,
0: it's so yeah, the end is rushed. It's so rushed. Their whole relationship is 40
2: minutes. Yeah, the end is rushed. So, you know, you're, you're waiting for that shoe to drop for them to figure it out, for them to find out, because you've known the whole time that that's the case. So, it just kind of felt like by the time they both found out, you were like, is this really a problem? I don't know. I I, I, I appreciate it, but I think the rushed nature of the relationship just kind of undermines the the, the, the dramatic weight of it for me. Uh, But that may be, but I think your mileage may vary with this film.
1: All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up here with our final thoughts on Return to Me. Looks like we have a a wide range of of thoughts and opinions on different aspects of it. I got to say that for me... I don't think I'm going to find it terribly memorable. It's definitely enjoyable at points, mm-hmm. uh, but I do think that, that Last Christmas came along It did it a little better. I like that one a little more. Um, parts of this weren't totally clear to me, um, and that kind of ties into what we talked about just now with, with the timing of, of the, the finding out, the coincidence, all that stuff. Um, but, but overall, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I think it could have been a little more comedic. Um, Sometimes it felt like it was too heavy for a movie Mm. where the poster literally says, a comedy straight from the heart. Nah, it's like, (laughs) it's awfully sad though, isn't it? Um, So, a few things hold it back for me and that's why I'm going to give it a two and a half.
2: Oh, two and a half. Wow, okay. Um, You know, (laughs) not all the way similar. I do think that it's a fairly nice film. I think that if you were trying to give an instruction on... If you were trying to, to teach somebody the structure of a rom com, this would be an all right film to showcase. Um, uh, but it is a little safe. Like, it just feels like nothing, the, the 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 tension doesn't really arrive or it doesn't really strain as well as like a, a, a good rom com. You know that there's something hanging over their head. And then when it finally bursts, it's like, oh man, how could this relationship be salvaged, right? And this is just, that tension just isn't quite there. It's a little rushed at the end. That said, I do think that it is a pretty enjoyable film. The writing is very good. The dialogue is good. The performances are good. So I'm going to give it a three and a half stars. Your
0: mileage may vary though. I think this is interesting because I think the marketing, if the movie is trying to play this as a rom-com, I think that's bad marketing. Um, I don't find this movie as a rom-com, and and I didn't see it that way. And so for me, I look at this as, and I, we didn't talk about it, but like I think Bonnie Hunt thought and put a lot of work into crafting a movie like this, where each character is specifically thought out, each beat of this movie is specifically thought out. I thought it, I thought that she put a lot of care into the way that she crafted them, and it's and to me, it's not a rom-com; it is a drama but it's a heartfelt one it is it, there is a lot of empathy there is a lot of care and there is a lot of like authenticity that is put into all of these characters and this specific feeling and so for me that's what really stood out and i think each person really delivered on that and so mm-hmm. i didn't lean into the cheesy aspect of this of like burp, 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 burp. Heart yeah. switch um, yeah. I didn't think yeah. that was I didn't that think way. that was a good way to go for it and so for me this is I gave this a four-star movie because of everything that oh. she put into it and the characters that they delivered and the story that she was trying to tell I'm not seeing this as a humorous movie this is a really heartfelt yeah. like, romantic movie
2: mm-hmm.
0: it is this is like is. this is like one of those novels that they used to have at Albertson's in the back. You know, with the the hunky chest kind of a thing, with a little bit but like with more emotion. Like it, they're not they're not going for rom com. They're going for like a romance. Yeah. It is more of a rom drama. It's a romantic yeah. drama. Yeah,
2: it is yeah. uh but it has funny elements. It has you know, it has some funny characters, but those but a lot of the yes. humor is very character based as opposed to right. gag based or anything like yes. that. So I mean that's a fair it's a fair assertion. Um so yeah, I I uh I think it was a very interesting one to start with too, because I had never—we never, none of us had ever seen it. Hmm.
1: All right. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, that's our thoughts on Return to Me. Um, let's go ahead and and play the Letterbox game. All right. It's time to see what the Letterbox community thinks about Return to Me, while we think about what uh, our guesses are going to be as to what that average is going to be. Let's read some of the top reviews of Return to Me from Letterboxd users. Um, we've got three stars from Matt. Oh, to have a posse of Irish-Italian grandpas commenting on your love life while they play cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Four stars. One of the more criminally underappreciated romantic comedies of this century. What century? There you go. Uh, two stars. Did his wife fuck that gorilla? Oh. <laughs> three stars so weirdly this movie has not one but two cast members from jumanji somehow in starring roles and that's then true. finally that's true this one i pulled out special for me because i wanted to bring it up but i forgot who keeps dog food loose in a drawer <laughs> <laughs> i that sucked true. me out too i was like did he just dump dog food in a drawer yeah that's some really cool stuff
2: Well, yeah, you know that's some that's some good clinical depression right there. You just giving up on all sense of tidiness, just all the dog food in the drawer. It's just easier in the drawer. Doesn't keep very well that way, though. Going to spoil probably. Can't have uh, can be feeding your dog spoiled dog food. That's terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, we had some three and a half, some threes, some twos in there. What do we think, Uh, Garrett? You're gonna you're gonna guess first this year. This is our first installment of the 2024 Letterbox season mm-hmm. uh the game where there's only three competitors and only david
2: wins and david wins every <laughs> time. <night. laughs> here's the trophy that garrett bought with his own money yeah and but that uh, i've never maybe held maybe one in day my he'll see head. it again
1: <laughs> It'll go, uh, Yes, david will come home david has been the champion for two years straight so can back to back garrett or i unseat him this year well, there's only one way to find out Garrett, you're yes. going to go the first rules are, because this was your pick. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and explain the rules.
2: Uh, the rules are closest to the uh, score is, I uh, guess, one point. If you get a direct hit, you get two points. And uh, we'll see how that works out. It didn't work out so great for y'all last year. Garrett only got one direct hit last year, so he's hoping to do better in
0: 2024. Yeah, Am I? You Let's see. You keep you keep low expectations. You're happy. You're excited whenever you know you exceed them. That's the way that works. Yes, I, mean, uh, I think that you know we were pretty spread out. Mm-hmm. I think that the Letterbox community is going to be pretty spread out. I think they're going to find it pretty. Mm, in general, uh, I think it's going to be like three point three.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's a good. Range. Uh, David opted to it? go Josh? last as our yeah. reigning champion. So. Uh, I, f- I feel like you picked a really good spot there, but I, I certainly don't want to go higher. I, I, I gotta say, so I'm gonna, I am gonna undercut you a little bit though and go down to a three even,
2: three even. Yeah. Well, you guys are right. I'm. Uh, that's, that's the area of the of the score range I want to be in. Um, my heart says three point one, but two. <laughs> you know uh, to to be positive i'm going to say 3.4 okay you're going mm-hmm. you're going to
1: raise him a little bit okay we got garrett bit. with a 3.3 3, uh me with a 3.0 and david with a 3.4 the winner this week is going to be oh my goodness we have a direct hit right out the gate and it is for garrett <laughs>
2: Garrett! This one wow. is a 3.3. He's 3. back 3. with a vengeance. 3.3 on the body,
1: um, For Return to Me.
2: A great Speak hit. Speak to me. <laughs> yeah. Speak to me. There you yeah. go. And that's a direct hit for Garrett. He was on the board. Two points. Me and Josh now behind with zero. So we'll have to try to catch Garrett the whole rest of the year.
0: Very exciting. Hey, I will say this is actually the first year like the first full year with the direct direct hit feature. We did that as a handicap to David because Mm -hmm. he kept winning. And then it it wasn't close, so we had to make it, we had to do some adjustments, like baseball. Baseball Mm -hmm. made some adjustments, they made it better. We made some adjustments, we made it better. The winner next week goes last, everybody else gets to set the tone, and then... uh, david probably wins in the end anyway so (laughs) sure it's it's very possible you know that was
2: the thing is you guys are just so bad at guessing that uh it made it really easy also there was that period where garrett uh you left for like eight weeks and i just like ran up the score on him it was uh it was a bad time for josh great time to be me uh if you want (laughs) to if you want to see me win this beautiful trophy you can go watch the last episode of last year christmas story uh what a what a wonderful monologue i had there anyway uh is anything else left to say about this movie i don't think so
1: no i think that's it um let's go ahead and uh wrap up the show here we've got a lot more so many sweethearts coming up for you Mm -hmm. next week we're gonna do my pick which is her joaquin Mm -hmm. phoenix and scarlett johansson you might be thinking oh that's kind of weird it was in 2013 and now it's eerily realistic so we're gonna get into that uh i'm kind of excited to revisit it with all the the ai chat bot friends that exist now and see just how much spike jones got right of that so i'm really excited for her uh let me see real quick actually if that is streaming somewhere yes so you can watch her on max so check that out if you want to catch up with us and watch it um before we drop that episode we also have when harry met sally coming up and then of course we will wrap up with our fan pick of the month be sure you follow us on instagram so you can vote for that we are also on tiktok and threads at so many sequels pod uh be sure to subscri- be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel to get video episodes and to our podcast feed to get those delivered straight to your phone whenever they're available uh and of course you can find links to everything at so many we'll see you all next week